Welcome to Relatable Rhetoric. I'm your host, Adrian Robertson, and on this show, I drop you into real-life stories of wifehood, parenthood, and life as a Black woman. Every episode holds a mirror up to women's lives to find ways to avoid burnout. It's a mix of sarcasm, unending topics we can all relate to, and reassuring reminders that women can find their stride. Hey y'all, welcome back. I hope you had a great week. And yeah, I'm excited about this week's topic. We are talking about feelings. We are talking about emotions. They are, first of all, so real, okay? I understand completely how your feelings and your emotions can shape your experiences and your perspective and your overall disposition in life, right? They are real. Your feelings are valid. However you feel about a situation is your truth, right? However, comma, (laughs) Um, there are healthy and unhealthy ways to process our emotions, right? And of course, our emotions can then lead to our actions. So if we don't process our emotions in a healthy way, then it could lead to actions that aren't favorable or aren't the actions we would have taken had we processed our emotions differently. Um, And that's what this whole episode is about. Um, I want to share just a few ways that you can go about processing your your feelings and your emotions um, that hopefully will help. And I want to start by saying that this whole episode is about feeling your feelings. It's okay to feel your feelings. Before we even get into how to do that, let me just put it out there and hope that we can begin to normalize feeling your feelings. I know from my own background and just the way that I was brought up and how society can uh, impact the way that you think that it's common to feel like people and society wants you to always be okay, always be smiling, always be happy, let it go. It's not that serious. You got to move on. And it makes you feel like you can't or you're not allowed to feel the way you feel. And I'm here to say that it's okay. It's absolutely okay <laughs> for you to feel the way you feel about any given situation. And it's funny because I'm, I'm realizing, listening back to my episodes and through editing and everything, that my, one of my favorite words is absolutely. <laughs> So for the sake of that, I am going to say that is absolutely okay (laughs) to feel how you feel about any given situation. I think the most important piece of it, though, is not so much how you feel, but the actions you take in response to how you feel. Because your actions can have a huge impact on your life, whereas the way that you feel, you know, the dust does eventually settle and you may not feel the same way. I mean, if you've ever gotten really angry at someone or if you've ever gone through a breakup, 
you know that better days come and you don't always live in the height of those emotions. And you start to see things a little differently when you're not in the thick of it. But if you were to take certain actions in the height of it, they may not be the same actions that you would have taken had you allowed the yourself to truly process your feelings and allow the dust to settle, right? Let there be some space and time between, you know, the thing that happened that wild you and then the action you took in response to that. That's what this episode is all about. So I have a few suggestions. Um, it ain't scientifically proven. Okay. These are just some things that have helped me along the way. That's pretty much all I'm sharing on this podcast is <laughs> things that have helped me along the way and things that have helped others along the way that I am sharing on their behalf. And so I hope that you get something from it. So yeah, let's hop to it. First things first, give yourself 60 seconds on the clock. I love this, this example because it's one that I learned from someone else. Actually, not someone. It's actually from a show. <laughs> it is a show by a person. So it is from someone else. But have you ever watched Tosh.0? It is, it is like, in it's so vulgar. Like, I can't even get the words out to describe it. It is very vulgar, raunchy television. Okay. I'm not, I'm not denying that. But sometimes what he'll do is he'll give himself 60 seconds to kind of pick apart a video, right? Like a, a crazy video. It's kind of like ridiculousness, the show where something happens that, you know, someone wasn't, you know, doing the smartest things. They weren't thinking before taking an action, right? And <laughs> something bad happened as a result. And so he, the video plays and then he'll give himself 60 seconds and he would just go in. And I liked that concept. And I started for after watching the show, telling myself when things would happen, I would say, give me 60 seconds on the clock. <laughs> and I would do this. I would do this with my husband mostly. Um, and then sometimes I would do it by myself. But the whole point was to when something happened that to me in my life that felt crazy, right? Before I took action, before I decided how I was going to feel about it, I had to just get out those raw emotions. How do you feel about it from just point blank range? This happened and bam, I am pissed off <laughs> for lack of better words. And I just go in for 60 seconds. How that was messed up. I cannot believe that. What was they thinking? Why would you do that? Had you not considered this? Blah, 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 blah. Honey, I go in. However I'm feeling, I get it out. And this is not with the person who has offended me or nothing. This is in private. You know, like I said, it's either by myself or I might do it with my husband, depending on what the situation is. And it is such a relief initially. <laughs> um, but also from that, you just get it out, right? Like you get out all those raw emotions and you allow all the outrageous thoughts, the hurtful thoughts, the angry thoughts to just get out of your head and, and out of your like internal self and into, you know, the world, right? Not the world, but you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> 
<laughs> like getting it from inside of your thoughts into a verbal space. Um, and then also you hear yourself, right? So you hear yourself going in and it's easier to see the situation for what it is because you're in, in a way you're talking it out. So you, yes, you're mad, you're angry and you're getting it all out, but you're also painting this picture to say, okay, maybe I'm tripping or maybe this was really effed up, right? And you can kind of see it a little better because you verbalized it. You haven't sat with it and allowed it to boil and marinate and, and just fester, right? Just, just get it out there. So that's the first thing. And it's one of my favorite things to do. I, I joke about it sometimes. I, I mean, I'll use it as in a light way. Like if, I don't know, something happens that's silly um, at work or something. And I just want a moment to talk about it. I tell my husband, you know, give me 60 seconds on the clock. And it will just be a funny thing. It's not always something I do with like heavy topics, right? But it is very helpful for heavy topics, light topics, silly topics to just get those raw emotions out. Moving right along. <laughs> now that you've done that, you can process. And by process, I mean, you can give yourself time now to allow the dust to settle. Processing what happens is really just sitting with it. It's okay to think about it. It's okay to talk about it. It's okay to write about it if you're into journaling. Um, if you are into anything artistic, like painting, I, I love to paint. And sometimes when I'm in my most raw emotions, I'm angry. I'll use that time to paint. And it's, it's interesting too, to see the, the types of paintings that come from that. I'm like, Ooh, girl, you was really feeling the kind of way. Um, talk to a friend, you know, now I'm not suggesting that you always talk to a friend, but that is an option. Talk to your spouse or someone that you trust that you feel like you can confide in. But the whole purpose of processing is to put some space and time between the event that happened and your response to it. So if the, your response happens to be a confrontation or a conversation or a text message, don't do that thing yet. Okay, whatever you're thinking you want to do, just wait on it and process. Allow yourself to register what has happened, to think about what has happened. Because, which is going to lead me to my next suggestion, through processing, you can identify your feelings. Sometimes that initial feeling isn't really what you're feeling. It's, it could just be a misunderstanding of the situation, but it could also be a misunderstanding of your feelings. So you might have initially been angry, but that anger came from fear. That anger came from fear of being hurt or fear of um, someone being dishonest with you or someone uh, taking advantage of you. Um, a lot of times our anger isn't anger alone. It's coming from a place of fear, um, insecurities, hurts. It could be past traumas. It could be a more, I was going to say a little bit more, but it could really be a lot more, but it could definitely be more beneath the surface of those initial feelings. 
So by processing and taking a step back and giving it some time, you can identify exactly how you feel and say, you know what? I thought I was mad, but it's not even that. Or I thought I was sad, but it's not even that. It's actually this, you know, X, Y, and Z. And not only can you identify your feelings, but you can identify why you feel that way. You can at least begin to identify why you feel you feel that way. And who those feelings are toward. Because again, you might feel like you're angry or sad at a person, a specific person, and later find out you're upset with yourself or you're embarrassed or envious. It could be a host of emotions and the target can change. You know, you thought you thought that not necessarily the target, but the, the person that it originated from, you might have thought it was them and it was you. Or you might have thought it was you and it was someone else. Or you thought it was one person and it was another person. I mean, and then people may not have anything to do with it because whatever is going on may not necessarily be sparked by people, you know, because life is is complex in that way. But by processing and giving yourself time, you allow yourself to identify all of these things. And then by identifying how you feel and why you feel that way and who you feel that way toward, well, now you can decide what, if anything, you can do about it. Because now, let's say you realize there's nothing you can do about this situation. That's going to change your response, right? Or it could change your response if the situation is something that you have no control over. But in the in the height of your emotions, you might not have thought about the fact that, well, I can't change this thing. And you start to running off at the mouth or accusing someone or jumping to conclusions and or just stirring up mess, you know, being petty, only to realize, well, the situation is going to be the situation once you do all of that. It's still going to be what it is. But then, you know, contrary to that, you may realize that there is something you can do about it. And maybe in the initially you thought that the situation was finite, right? Like that, that the situation was something you couldn't control. And that's why you got angry, right? And that's why you popped off or that's why you got sad about it. Maybe you thought it was terminal, you know, I'm talking about sickness, but it could be anything, you know, you might've thought the situation was one thing that was out of your control. And then you realize there is something I can do about this. So because it could go either way, give yourself time so you can decide and figure out what are all your options? What can you do about it? And then now that you know what you can do about it, what would you like to do? How would you like to proceed? How would you like to respond? Is there anything you want to change in your life? Is there something you want to communicate? And that leads me to my last suggestion, which is now you can choose whether to take action once you know what, you know, when your possible actions are, your possible responses are, you can say, all right, I know what they are now, but do I want to take action at all? 
Or do I want to let it go? Does the situation, my response have to be a confrontation? Does it have to be a conversation? Or is it a boundary thing, right? I'm reading this book right now called Find, uh, I have it right in front of me one second, y'all. Set Boundaries. I'm reading a book called Set Boundaries, Find Peace by Nidra uh, Tawab Glover. Make sure I got her name right. Nidra Glover Tawab. Sorry about that. I had it backwards. Um, and it's all about setting boundaries. And a lot of the things that we find ourselves really upset about and um, stressed out about, the things we have a ton of anxiety around that we feel like we're bound to, we feel like we have no control over or these things are happening to us. They are actually issues that stem from our own boundaries, what we allow to happen and not happen in our lives. We feel like we have to allow a certain thing to happen. We feel like we have to be there for certain people and we have to show up a certain way, but it's all self-imposed. So by reevaluating your boundaries and what you're willing to do and how you then communicate those boundaries and then enforce those boundaries, you actually have a lot more control over your life than you think. And that's not to say that you aren't flexible and that, you know, things can't happen that's out of your control because we know life don't work like that, right? There are definitely things that are going to happen that are out of our control or just unexpected. But we always have a choice in how we respond to that. You can decide whether you are going to take this thing on or you're going to unsubscribe. That's one of my favorite terms of like, <laughs> I don't even know, like the pandemic era, if, if you want to call it that. It's like, I am subscribed from this. I, it's not something that I want to even acknowledge or, or deal with for whatever my reason is. So yes, you can choose whether you're going to take action or let it go. And you say, you know what? I felt how I felt about it. It was crazy. Yeah, it caught me off guard. But it's okay. And I'm glad that I was able to get my emotions out and process that and decide that I'm going to choose joy. Or I'm going to decide that, you know, through prayer, meditation, and therapy or self care, I am going to move forward. And there are benefits to working on how you process your emotions. The first one being you are now more emotionally aware. Because how often do we get caught up in the frenzy of our emotions? And it feels like this world is spinning around us out of, again, our control, but out, um, out of our reach almost. Not even just out of our control, but it's like I can't even really steady myself to begin to find clarity and find peace. It's just constantly something. What's the what's the saying? It's always something. <laughs> it's never a dull day. Same-ish, you know, for the lack of, of language, same-ish, different day. But it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to feel that way, even when it is. Even when it is a lot of chaos going on, you can still have peace. 
with all the craziness going on around you. And then not only are you emotionally aware by working on how you process your emotions, but you now can become emotionally stable. Like I said, there's chaos going on around you and you can still find peace. It's not to say that craziness won't happen. Unexpected things won't happen. People won't come at you sideways. I'm not saying that that won't happen, especially with family. <laughs> um, yeah, life can be life can be crazy. But that doesn't mean you have to be crazy and your response has to be crazy or the life that you live has to be crazy because of the things that others are doing. Yeah, things can come at you, but your actions don't have to be determined by emotions alone. You can make more sound and well thought out decisions by processing your emotions, by feeling your feelings, processing them, giving it time, identifying your feelings. Why do you feel that way? Who is it that you feel that, that way toward? And what, if anything, can you do about it? And now you get to decide whether to take action or to let it go. So yeah, you're, not, you're now more emotionally aware, emotionally stable. And finally, you know, by allowing the full range of emotions to surface and be acknowledged, you can do properly those two things that everybody tells us to do. You can move on. You can move on. Because what happens if you don't process the feelings, if you don't feel your feelings and process your emotions and identify how you feel, you'll think that you tucked it away and you swept it under the carpet and you locked it in a closet and threw away the key. But something later in life will happen that will trigger all of that. And you won't even see it coming because that's usually how triggers work. <laughs> You don't see them coming. Some Someone does something or says something or just something happens in life that triggers this situation that you never dealt with. And you just, it just gets all drudged back up in an explosion. And you're like, oh my goodness, I didn't even realize that I was still, that that was an open wound. I didn't even realize that I was still, I guess, dealing with that. I thought I was over it. I thought I was beyond that. I thought it was above me now. It's above me now. <laughs> but no. So it's good to feel your feelings because you lighten your load. Don't be a bag lady. Come on now. Go back and listen to Erica Badu's bag lady and find out if you need to feel your feelings or not. <laughs> yeah. And so that is the whole episode. And I hope that it helps you. Um, it helps me. And I have to remind myself of all of these things every time something riles me or something catches me off guard um, so that I am not, you know, repeating unhealthy cycles of how I process my emotions or the lack thereof. So now we're going to move forward to the next segment, which is oh, why didn't they tell us? So if you don't know, Why Didn't They Tell Us is a fun segment where we kind of make light of the topic that we just discussed. It's intended to be fun and for you to get a good laugh because sometimes our topics can be heavy and yeah, we're not trying to end on that note. <laughs> so yeah, I have three of those that we're going to go through really quick and then we are getting out of here. So uh, one, 
why didn't they tell us how complex emotions are? Have you seen Inside Out? Yes, the kids movie, Inside Out. If you haven't seen it, I don't care if you are 89 years old. It's a kids movie and you should see it. <laughs> it is just the cutest and like simplest way of explaining emotions and how we process them and how important they are to our existence, right? To our experiences that we have, how we understand the world around us, how we engage with others, uh, our mental health. Like you can't truly have joy and appreciate joy if you've never been sad. And uh, two of the other emotions on there are disgust and fear. And it's so funny because my son was watching it. We were watching it the other day and he said, we don't need fear. We should just get rid of it. And yes, this, this comment came from a very good place because I want him to be fearless in life. However, comma, if you've ever observed like a one to two year old child, they don't have a lot of fear and they will do things that will take them clean out. You're like, I don't know how the human race has survived for so many years when y'all do things like this as kids. So yes, there is some uh, vitalness, <laughs> that's the word, to fear because it does to help to keep you safe. It allows you to not do things that are going to put you in harm's way. And there is also value in disgust because her whole role in the movie was like making sure that the little girl didn't do anything that would make her come across socially like weird or do anything that was going to, in, in some ways, harm her. Like, she didn't want to eat broccoli and that disgust kind of led the charge and like, uh-uh, we're not eating no broccoli because it smells weird. But I mean, think about it. As an adult, if you smell some bad cheese or some bad milk, that is protecting you from your gut being a hot mess. <laughs> so yes, there is value in the emotions that we don't even view as positive emotions, right? There is a balance and there's nothing wrong with allowing those emotions to surface, allowing those emotions to, to even lead us in some ways. Because they do help to keep us safe and help us to make informed decisions. But we don't necessarily dwell, right? Like we're not going to be like, I'm going to be in this emotion all the time. And I'm going to do this one thing all the time. Like, no, we don't dwell, but we do feel our feelings and they are all valid. Number two, why didn't they tell us that we can't go from zero to 100 real quick? <laughs> I mean, like in real life without suffering consequences. I was just talking to my friend the other day about this. Like we were joking about being moms and how we can't just be crazy because we have little people who rely on us. But even when you're not a mom, like there's a lot at stake for, for craziness. You, you can definitely jeopardize your freedom and a lot of things in your life if you are if you're gonna just pop off at every chance that you get but ooh, it is so tempting i'll be about to mm, look i ain't even gonna go there i don't want to i don't want to incite <laughs> any negative behavior but why didn't they tell us that we can't be like that you see kids have temper tantrums and we just you know we let them have them 
And it's, there's definitely research behind allowing tantrums. I'm not saying you need to cut the tantrums off, but it's just funny how as a kid, you can exi- you can experience these raw emotions in full bloom, but then you become an adult and it's like, okay, go there and see what happens if you cut the fool in public on somebody, on a stranger, or just not even on a stranger. Pop off at your mama and see what happens. Stop cutting up. All right. And then the last one, why didn't they tell us that it's okay to not be okay? It's okay. We, you know how people are like, oh, how you doing? You just like fine. Like people really don't be prepared for the moments when you're not fine. People are so uncomfortable when you're not smiling. People are so uncomfortable when you expose like a real situation or you cry. It's like everyone gets so uncomfortable. Why is that? Like, is it not human to have days and moments when you are down or when you're hurt or when you're scared, you're overwhelmed or stressed? Like, these are all normal human feelings, emotions, experiences. But for whatever reason, we got to be a-okay all day, every day. No, let me be. Again, the first to say, it's okay to not be okay. And I want to add something to that. It's okay to not be okay. But when you're not okay, you can, you can find help. And I don't mean like, oh, you have to go seek professional help. If you want to do that, please do. There is professional help out here. I believe in it. I do counseling and therapy myself. And so I am not saying that there's anything wrong with that. In fact, I suggest it. (laughs) But there are other things you can do. I mean, so many things are therapeutic and only you really know what those things are. Shoot, cleaning for me is therapeutic. I will clean my whole house up in a rage. And when I'm all done, I feel better. (laughs) Like by the time I'm done, I have worked out what's going on with me and what I'm truly angry about and why and what I'm going to do about it just by cleaning up or washing dishes or doing a workout. I love to journal. I have journals on journals on journals and I will surely pull one out if I want to work through my emotions. If I don't know how I feel, I will write about it. I have paint, uh, a whole paint set that my husband bought me, thank you, love, <laughs> um, that I will do for therapeutic reasons. I will paint, you know, and not necessarily if I'm in any mood or not, but just for fun. But I have painted when I was feeling away. You know what's therapeutic for you. Do you enjoy, I'm not going to run down the list because I could, you know, come up with a million different scenarios, but you know what those things are. So if you're not okay, it's okay to, to not be okay. But take a moment to figure out what you need. Figure out how can you get to that place where you're okay. In your own time. Not rushing you. Not saying that there's anything wrong with not being okay. But for health reasons, for living a full life, you do want to get to that place of being okay. And that's it. That's it, y'all. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I hope that you guys will join me here next week. It's new episodes every Monday, so your girl will be right back here on Monday with another episode of Relatable Rhetoric.
Thanks so much for listening. I hope you'll check out other episodes and more importantly, find your stride, sis.